Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? I could play the background. I could play the background. Cause I know sometimes I get in the way. Shackles on my feet. Yeah, they won't let me be. Won't you set me free? Pray this on me. Shackles on my feet. Oh, they won't let me be. Won't you set me free? Pray this on me. It's your boy Mo Mac. What you say? <laughs> and we back like we never left. This is Kingdom Business, the podcast. Coming back at you. We got a man. We got an episode for you tonight. We got one for you today. This is not your grandmama's church, but this is a mind altering experience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest podcast in the world. The world, Craig, in the world, Craig. I'm Mo Mac for all my new listeners. First off, we want to take our time. We want to thank everybody who has tuned in thus far. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope we've put some on your mind, on your heart. Um. Those who have are just not tuning in, thank you for coming in. Those who are going to come in, thank you for coming in because, hey, we having conversations that we can't have inside the church. Right. We let it all hang out. We letting it all hang out. We spreading this kingdom business, this kingdom knowledge to the best of our abilities. And we ready. Let's go. Okay. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kingdom Business the Podcast. It is now available on most platforms. We on Apple Apple Podcast, Samsung Podcast, Anchor, RSS. You see what else we on. We on, we on Podcast Index, Listen Notes, Stitcher, Pandora, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Spotify. Hey, it's just the beginning. This is just the beginning, y'all. Now, the plans for this podcast, I want to just talk about our goals for this podcast. Our goal is to 
at least if we can't do nothing but plant a seed to help change some of our our mind, this mindset, this mm-hmm. religious traditional mindset, mm-hmm. and get people focused on the kingdom mm-hmm. and how we can better reach those out in the world. No, nothing but a mustard seed. Nothing, nothing but a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. If you know what how small a mustard seed is. We don't, it don't take a lot. So we're just trying to plant seeds. We're trying to change minds. We're trying to transform minds through the Holy Spirit. And God willing, we will do that and more. We just want to, the topics that we talk about, y'all, we just, we, we want to go in depth with some things that, that we want to go in depth with some things that we can't talk about in the church because there's not enough time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We want to, you know, I, my, my assignment is to have take dominion of social media. We want to try to tra- change the narrative of social media. Right. You know what I'm saying? We want to change the narrative. We want you pull up social media now. All you see is negative people fighting. That's I, mean, I get so tired of seeing videos of our people fighting each other and 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 people just recording it. People hanging on the life. People just standing there recording, not even helping. You know what I'm saying? And and you know I just. Hey, I'm going to do what we can do, and we're going to give it our best, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, tonight's part, the tonight's topic is, there's a stranger in my house. Now, eBay, you over there kind of quiet, you know what I'm saying? You just, uh, when you first... Like you to get me when, included in here, cuz. When, when, when you first think <laughs> of the topic, there's a stranger in my house, what, what you think of? Somebody in there that don't belong. What's, what, my, what's your first thought? Is an intruder in my house. Is somebody in here? My first thought is the song to to me. There's a stranger. There's a stranger oh, yeah, in my house. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought about when I when I uh, came up with this time. Stranger in my house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just for all y'all older, younger people that don't know that song. It's a song written by Tamia, mm-hmm. and it's called "There's a Stranger in My House." Mm-hmm. And as I, you know, just think about that song and the lyrics to mm-hmm. it. The chorus, it, it it really speaks volumes. I'm going to read it to you. It says, there's a stranger in my house. Mm-hmm. It took a while to figure out. There's no way you could be who you say you are. You got to be someone else. Because mm-hmm. he wouldn't touch me like that. And he wouldn't treat me like you do. He would adore me. He wouldn't ignore me. So I'm convinced there's a stranger in my house. Mm-hmm. Now, when I, when I wrote this, this this title of this topic down and I was like there's a stranger in my house there are a lot of strangers in God's house mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and that that chorus right there it's it, 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 it gotta be how he feels you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. of course there's a stranger in my house he he would adore me we would adore God we wouldn't ignore him a lot of a lot of us we only pick up God on Sunday mm-hmm. when we pick up our Bible and head to church mm-hmm we cannot be strangers in God's house. Now, when you say strangers, like, what do you mean by strangers? Strangers, like. And God, like people, because a lot of people sit in church and it's like, I ain't no stranger to God. But yet you're doing, you're going against everything that God is saying. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're going against everything that God stands for. You're running people out of the church, mm-hmm. uh, away from the church, when you should be loving and welcoming and bringing them you know, in and they should be able to see God through you, but it's hard to see God through a lot of Christians. So that's what what I think that you mean when you're saying that a stranger in my house. Like, man, what are you doing around people like? Yeah, a stranger in God's house is essentially it's the people that come in. They put on a church face. Mm-hmm. 
But behind that church face, it's a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. It's a liar. Mm -hmm. It's a double-tongued person. Mm -hmm. It's a religious Christian. Mm -hmm. Behind behind that church face, mm -hmm. you know how how y'all women put up all, all, all that makeup, mm -hmm. but behind that that makeup, you just saying that makeup cast into the bill. <laughs> <laughs> you just bought me that makeup, now you gonna use your, now you gonna talk about this makeup. Go ahead, go ahead. I ain't gonna bust you out, but go ahead. But you know how how women you we know were, put on that face. I mean, that's just like a house being painted. I mean, it makes the house look better when it's painted, right? But yeah, but what if behind that paint is some rotten boards? <laughs> right, you right. So behind that church face that you put on, on when you get ready I'm to walk into the Lord knows, mm -hmm. you got a hypocrite. And he don't care how pretty the painting is on the house. Uh-uh. Because he know he see he, he see your heart. Do he care about my outfit I just bought? No. Do they care about he don't care about me and my husband matching? Uh-uh. He don't care about you. We don't went out, we don't went out the way though. Laid out to the T. <laughs> both of us got on purple. Both of y'all got on purple, but guess what? Both of y'all nasty behind that behind that behind that good purple. That but color royal. Do he care about we gave the most money for the offer? He don't care about that. Dang, none of that. He don't care about that. Dang. What's your heart? We done paid money what that for, the heart church, do? for the church to be rebuilt. What, what that heart do? We done helped them put a new roof on the church. What that heart do? The heart posture's nasty. Yeah. Inside you is filthy. Filthy. You're a filthy animal. I feel the filthy. So the question I want to pose to you all tonight is, are you the stranger in the house? Uh-uh. Are you the stranger in the house? And that's a real deep question because it takes a lot for people to admit their downfalls, their pitfalls, their weaknesses, their struggles, mm -hmm. especially the people in the church. I don't know. I don't understand why because that's supposed to be a safe haven. Right. The church supposed to be a safe, safe haven, but Nancy you still have. You ain't lying. You ain't mm -hmm. lying, but. The church is supposed to be a place where you're supposed to come to get help, to get transformed, not to be judged. But <clears throat> the day and age that we live in now, it's it's the opposite. You come mm -hmm. to church, you, you, you're judged, you're highly scrutinized when you step foot in the church because you don't portray the Christian. But see, remember, that's what we were saying. Like, well, that's what I was saying last time in the last podcast was if I want to get my life and I just so happen to pull up to a Pentecostal church where they got their skirt down to the floor. They got their hairdos, everybody looking alike. Well, I don't fit in here. So how do I get my Bible and get my knowledge of God if I don't I don't look like y'all? See what I'm saying? Right. So what do what do that person do that don't wanna do the whole Pentecostal look or don't wanna do the you know what I'm saying? They don't wanna do the certain style of church that they they you know, what do you do in that situation? You have to find <laughs> something that meshes with, with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to find you. I ain't telling you be a, a church hopper, but you have to find where, you where you're in. comfortable. You, you know what I'm saying? Where you can, in. where you can, you got to plant yourself where you can grow. But all people did back in the Bible mm -hmm. days when Jesus was here, they just follow him and listen. They just follow him. They and just listen. follow him and listen. You ain't have to be dressed up no kind of way. You ain't have to match with your hood. You ain't have to have all this money. You can be rich, poor, pretty, ugly, little big. You know what I'm saying? All oh, you had to do, all the people don't just follow him. They want to hear what he had to say. They want to see miracles and stuff that he, he was doing. You see what I'm saying? But this way, it's just, this, these days and time, it's just too much. So it's that traditional religious it's mindset. Too, it's too much. So you have to be, you have to come a certain way when God just wants you in your heart. That's people end up missing God because church is just, it turns into too much. 
It is. It's turning too much. It turns into you have a certain criteria you have to meet. And God don't care about all that. He just want his child. He just want their relationship. We make it we make it harder for the unbeliever to come in and feel comfortable because we like I I talked about last last week. We throw all these religious laws (laughs) and traditions on them. And that's too much to bear. Right. That's too much for them to bear initially. Right. So they, they, a lot of times they end up leaving saying, I don't fool with them church folk. They, you, you put a bad stigma on church people when all, all church people are not bad. Pharisees. <clears throat> all church people are not bad. All churches are not bad. Mm-hmm. Right. But, I mean, if you... You have to find your. You have to find a good teacher, and your teacher might not be the part. That's why I said you always have to exemplify godly characteristics because you might be the only Bible somebody knows, and it might not be in a church building. You might be. You might go to work every day and sit down and talk to Jim Bob, and Jim Bob is teaching you about God, the kingdom. So I'm saying it ain't even you're you you getting filled at work. You getting filled every time you go to basketball practice. You get filled every time you go to the gym. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And guess what? You ain't being judged. You ain't sitting up in no church, listening to the concert and all this type of stuff and still having questions. You got somebody on your job or anywhere you go, you know, that can help you. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's why I say you you might be the only Bible somebody knows. That's true. You see what I'm saying? That's true. And that's why I say every day should be something. Every single day. Every day can be Sunday. Every day should be Sunday. That's how it's supposed to be. In my, how I envision, every, that's how it's supposed to be. Every day should be Sunday. You should take the kingdom everywhere that you go. So everywhere, everywhere you that you go, any, like they say, anybody can get it. Who yeah. want the smoke? Yeah. Right. Who want the kingdom? Anybody can get it at it. any given time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we have to, We it's a mindset. If we're programmed to say, I, I gotta go to church on Sunday. That's when the king. That's where the kingdom is. We mm-hmm. we we think the kingdom is inside those four walls, mm-hmm. but the kingdom's not inside those four walls. The kingdom is inside of you. And once you get a true understanding that God wants a true relationship all day, every day, twenty four hours a week, seven days a week, not just on Sunday. People turn it on on Sunday for two hours. You know, we go to church, we praise God, then we go out to eat, and then we don't say nothing else. About God throughout the week. Uh, that's that, that's that church face up. I was telling you. They don't wake about. up and, 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 I mean, all throughout the day, God going to come through my mind all day long. I'm like, ooh, thank you. Dude. Ain't no time that God ain't on my mind. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he constantly on my mind. Like, you know, like, ooh, why is this? You know, it's just, it ain't it ain't a just Sunday thing for me. Because I need him all throughout the day. It's thing. I need the every hour. Yeah. Every hour, I need thee. You sound just then. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. Yeah, you singing now. I come. Why are you singing? To you ain't nothing but a booster, came. I ain't nothing but a booster, came because you gotta watch out for her. Gotta watch out, her. but we want to talk about these masks and why we putting these masks on, putting on this church face. When behind this church face, there's a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. There's a religious Christian. Mm-hmm. There's a title chaser, mm-hmm. and there's a double tongue person. That's just four. That's just four. I'm just gonna give you four on tonight. Just four, four for four. Mm-hmm. 
Give you four for four. And it's dangerous, a dangerous game that you are playing inside that church. It was supposed to be a sacred place. Mm -hmm. And you're misleading people. Mm -hmm. You're steering them in the wrong direction and you're running them out. You're playing a dangerous game with God. A safe haven for people that seek to come get healed. That's what that's what Jesus said. The church for the for the for the sick and for the the healthy. Right. Right. But it is a dangerous game that you are playing when it comes to people's souls, y'all. Yes. As a leader. Not just the leaders, but as a, a, a believer in the body of Christ, you have to be sure you are not wearing that mask. Mm -hmm. Transparency and humility is a hot commodity. It's of the utmost. You got to be transparent. You got to be humble. You got to be. Most people are ashamed to in, and embarrassed to reveal why they are, who they are, and what they struggle with, thinking it will ruin their credibility. Mm -hmm. But guess what? To hell with your credibility. You are making God look bad when you sit up in the church and you're a hypocrite or you're a religious Christian and you're running people off. You make God look bad. But let me ask you this. With a lot of re religious people, church people, I, I, I call them church folks. People, y'all call them religious people. I, 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 call them, I call them the religious Christian. Yeah, I call them the church folks. But, okay, so the church folk, you know, why do they give out so much hate they have so much hate. They be just so hateful. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they spirit nasty. They just so hateful. When God is love, that's who God that's is. That's what our God commanded love. us to do. And you know, it now is looked upon as as weird if you see somebody loving up on somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it seems weird when love is shown. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the word, the the way the world is going. You know, anytime love is shown, is you know, it's looked at. It's starting to look down upon. There's a stranger in the house. Mm -hmm. The Satan has infiltrated their their hearts and their I mean, minds, and he's made them. Stuff, all this stuff ain't Satan. It's just evil in the person. It's evil in the person. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just evil in the person. And we was talking about that in the first podcast, you know, about <coughs> evil and Satan. You know, I mean, some of this stuff ain't Satan. Some of this stuff, people are just naturally just evil spirited. He ain't got to work on you if you already evil. He already. And, you know what I'm saying? And, so this ain't saying this is you as a person. You just evil. The same way that evil was found in them, it's found in that person, this person, it can be found in you as well. All this stuff is not necessarily just Satan. When I say Satan, I mean that I, I'm saying it's, it's evil inside. No, I'm just saying in general, like heart, people like, say, people like to blame a lot of a lot of this stuff. People like to blame on the devil. I ain't talking about you per se. I'm just saying people in general. The first thing when something happened is bad is the devil did it. Satan did it. Satan made me do it. A lot of this stuff saying they know we're doing on our own. The same way that evil was found in him and he got cast out. Guess what? Evil can be found in us as well. And we can get cast out by God. Because baby, he, he ain't for play play. That's why people don't take it serious about what Jesus did. Because if it wasn't for Jesus, we would have been dead a long time long ago. Long time ago. Long time ago. We can't take that for granted. God did. Jesus did so much for us on that cross that we couldn't That's do for ourselves. Like that to be thankful for. That's something to be thankful for. That's something to be happy about. That's something to spread love about. Mm -hmm. I got something that I didn't deserve. Let me let me show that. Let me give that back to you. Mm -hmm. Pay it for. What I said about love, like people can see, you know, um, you know, just say we we showing each other love, or you know, whatever, whatever. or people showing each other love, whatever. This this is looked at. It, it's not looked at right like it's supposed to be looked at. Why? 
why is showing love not no we had this conversation with somebody the other day we was talking about that like it's it's weird now to you know um this lady when she um she her son i was looking at her son and spider-man and she was kissing her son her her baby now you know and, and she got a lot of backlash for kissing her boy's son like why is that a thing you know what i'm saying however you know you need to show love show love you see what i'm saying you know what that else plays a big part in it what the media yeah. What's shown on TV, what's played on the radio, what's 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 seen, what's made available to us is nothing but evil. Mm-hmm. So evil has become normal to the masses. Mm-hmm. So of course when they look at somebody showing love, especially that that agape, agape love, love that, right. that, that godly agape, love, it's agape. weird. We looked at that as the crazy. Why is it? Why? Because because that's, that's, see if God say that He is love, love is God. Okay, and if we everybody experience love, the world would be such a better place. It would be such a, you know be a totally different. You, you place. can't, you 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 know, you can't do nothing. You especially like you said in the media. I can't. You 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 show on the media where you showing love to your husband, or you know, if you show, you know, you showing love to your mom or or your kids, or you kissing your daughter on the cheek or Somebody whatever. They're gonna say, oh my, because their household has been so toxic. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um. Even with uh, Mariah, after Pooh game one time when she ran on the field, she hugged him. Mm-hmm. Oh my, I'm like, oh my God, y'all, you got such a love. Y'all, your family is loving. And I've heard that from a lot of people. They just like, y'all, y'all your family is love. Like, we love each other over here. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? My family is loving. You know what I'm saying? And you know, like I said, I didn't have that growing up. Not from when I moved with my mom and them. I didn't, we didn't hug, kiss, tell each other we loved each other. So I did with my granddaddy. My granddaddy let me do whatever, hug and kiss, whatever I want to do, I did. I experienced love that way. And like you said, you came from a loving household as well. You know, where your family hug and y'all kiss each other and stuff. And I've seen it with some some of my ex-friends, boyfriends, some of my female friends, you know, their families are loving. But you know, people who have not experienced love in the household, it's looked at as weird if you mm-hmm. if he they see you kiss for example, Channing on the cheek or kiss Mariah on the cheek or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They, they look at that as weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Or look at him showing his wife some love. You know, that that's looked that crazy now. You know, it's weird, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a friend, he kissed his daddy, you know what I'm saying? And they this this looked at as weird. As weird. You know? it's, not, it's just a display of affection. It's just a display but, of the of the ultimate affection. But the world we living in is it's it's And I believe that, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but I believe that's I have that's the plan of the world. You know, the world is is, is Satan. He, Satan has the meaning of mm-hmm. his world. Mm-hmm. And a part of it is separating the family. Mm-hmm. What's the root? What's what was the foundation of of everything? Oh, does the it family? make sense? Like this, like y'all sent this lady picture viral by her kissing her baby who went but like four years old. It don't make and, sense. You know he was coming out in a little Spider Man uniform. He was hanging upside down, mm-hmm. and it was a picture of her kissing him like this on the picture. Mm-hmm. And they sent that picture viral. And I'm like, now y'all sending some foolishness. That's her baby, mm-hmm. and she gonna kiss that boy, but baby up until he grown. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Up until he grown, like really. So now, now it's a problem with kissing your child. It's a problem with kissing your child. It's a it's a, a problem with verbally expressing your opinion. If it's if it's if it goes against the popular opinion, oh you 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 crazy, you anti-Semitic, you this, you that, you hateful, you a racist. No, that's just my opinion. 
Right. People in, in this day and age, people are not entitled to their own opinion. You have to go with the flow. You got to go with, with, with the flow. And what guys say? We're supposed to go again. We're against the grain, baby. Mm-hmm. We're against the grain. Mm-hmm. We don't go with the flow. We are, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. So we're not going to follow what the world says. We're going to follow the opposite. We're going to follow God. We're going to follow love. Mm-hmm. Love is our guide. And that's just how, how it is. You can't, you can't be so quick to go with the flow and go with the popular opinion because guess what? The road to heaven is is, is narrow. Well, the road to destruction is wide. Well, that's like um one of my Facebook friends was saying that, you know, he don't allow his daughter uh, to sit in his lap. But that's only because social media has made it to be something sexualized. Right. I sat in my granddaddy's lap until I was 26 years old. I slept in the bed with him until I was 26 years old. Because I just wanted to have that type of relationship. Nothing was sexualized. And it was okay in my eyes. Until now that I'm older, I'm like, y'all don't do, y'all ain't never love nobody that much. Well, y'all want you to understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And so I understood why he posted that because of how it would look for, you know, with social media. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? You know, but everything. You know, you do have some creep, but our daddies is not creepy. Our daddies are not sexual it's only bad when it's sexualized you mm-hmm. understand what i'm saying but long as that baby want to sit on her daddy lap or want to get up get her daddy some sugar or hug or whatever i want to lay on his or chest i want to lay in the bed watch with him. tv that's, Why, that's, what is my that? that's, that's my child that's what i'm saying that's my seat <laughs> that's what i'm saying like you know i don't know it's just this, i just see a, a shift coming and i don't like it Oh, no, it's, it's it's just getting it's not a shit. It's been be getting progressively worse. Yes, I'm saying. It's and and worse. the media is it's it's through the the media. The media has portrayed that that stuff is not acceptable anymore. Love well, is not acceptable. Saying, he was saying, "Well, I didn't let her sit." You don't have to explain that social media. Why you didn't let y'all. But see, you know what? He 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 trying to make y'all not bash him, but he want his baby to sit on his lap. I sat on my and every time people post something Man, stupid man. like that, I tell them I sat on my granddad lap until he died. Man, please. And he was weak walking. Get wood. He coming there. I was sit sit on them legs, you know, because that's my daddy. I was his baby. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was his baby, and we loved each other that much. You know, it, it never crossed my mind. You should be sitting in his lap, cause you know, baby, it wasn't that type of party. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what 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 is going on with the world? Man, I don't it's care. Crazy, what bro. Say, I'm gonna do what I feel mm-hmm. to with the people that I love. If somebody see you kiss your mama, they're gonna be like. Boys. Oh my God! He can, Still kisses mom. His mama. Mama. <laughs> she birthed me, not you. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I kiss you. That's my wife. You know they gonna have something to say. Though. They're my, they're they're my lips. Kissing, kissing his wife. You know That's my lips. I slap you in the butt in public if I want to. They gonna have something to say. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. We got to get to the point where we don't care about loving on your people or showing and love or doing God's work. I don't want my son or my daughter to feel out of place if wanting to show affection to you. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If she want to come in there like I did, because like I said, I'm a ch- I was a child up until 20, 26 years old. You know what I'm saying? And that was my happy place in mm-hmm. there with my granddaddy. You see what I'm saying? That was my happy place. It's it's the the weird people. It's the people that think it's weird. Think Y'all, it's weird. The weird. Y'all the weird ones. Y'all the weird ones. But you wanna you wanna force your opinion, your weird opinions on me? No, ma'am. Have several seats. 
And mind your business. Right, right. I'm not I'm not doing nothing that's sexual or I mean mm-hmm. that's even in the churches like this. Mm-hmm. You can't express yourself to God, your your worship to God without looking around and thinking who's gonna say something about you. Who's gonna see me? Who's gonna see you? Right. Who cares? Right. It's you and your daddy. You right. you 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 praising your daddy. You in in oneness and communion with your daddy. And, it don't matter what you do. And what the what they need to do is you can tear the church up if you want to. But look, what they need to do is analyze their life and see what made them turn that way. Right. What are you missing in your life? Who didn't love you properly? Right. You see what I'm saying? Got to be honest with yourself and figure out what's going on with you. What's going on? Because it, all throughout the Bible, it says love. Love. God love. is who God is, and if God you don't is have love. love, you don't have God. And love don't care who watching. <laughs> right. Love gonna love. Love gonna keep loving. Right. No matter who's seeing what's going on. Right. It don't matter. But that's that's just where that's the day and age that we live in today. The media controls how people feel about certain things. And and to me, it it ain't about what the media say. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody, somebody sitting behind a computer dictate what, how I'm supposed to feel and how I'm supposed to act toward my loved ones or toward God or how I'm supposed to express my love for God. Well, make it make sense. How did this lady, baby, and her baby go by? The baby is an innocent, the baby hanging little side down in the Spider-Man. He might have been about three or four years old or something like that. And he in her face like this and they kissing each other. They act like the lady that slept with the with the baby and, and then put tongue a tongue down the mouth and, and, and everything. Them and everything. That is her baby. That is her Why baby. is this going viral? Man, it's crazy. There's so many other instances like that that it shouldn't be that way. Like crazy. I, I, I can show my child love if I want to. Exactly. So we must begin to change the narratives that says that the display of love or showing love is is wrong or right. is weird. It's right. not weird. Right. Just like we need to change the narrative that all church people are not bad. Mm-hmm. All church people are not hypocrites. Mm-hmm. All church people are not title chasers or double tongue or religious Christians because the thing is, y'all, we know everybody in the church is not like that. Our jailbirds ain't uh, criminals either. Right. But when a, when a person has a run-in with somebody and they, they, they turn out to be a hypocrite or a uh, title chaser, double-tongued, uh, unbelievable, or even a believer in itself, guess what? They're going to group it as everybody. Them church folks ain't right. Mm-hmm. It can be just one person they, they, they got in mind, but they're going to say them church folks ain't right. Mm-hmm. We are a collective. We are the body of Christ. So guess what? We got to be as authentic and as transparent as possible because mm-hmm. we messing with God's reputation. Mm-hmm. You messing with God's reputation know when you are a hypocrite in the church. Know what you're doing. You better know what you're doing because God don't play about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, it, and it's in his word clear as day that he don't play about this stuff. Right. So we're going to look at one of We're going to look at what, what God got to say about hypocrite mm-hmm. because it's dangerous. It's dangerous putting on those masks going and walking in that church mm-hmm. and think everything going to be okay. It's dangerous. We're going to start off with Psalms 101 and 7. It says, no, this is coming from the NIV. It says, no one who practices deceit would dwell in my house. Mm. No one who speaks falsely will stand in my presence. Mm-hmm. Hypocrite, you are stranger in my house. What about people who don't practice what they preach? 
You want, you want to know? Want me to give you a know? <laughs> I got plenty now. I got some bullets. I got put bullets now. The gun is loaded uh-huh. now. But look, it says no one who practices deceit would dwell in my house. Uh-huh. There's a stranger in my house. Wow. No one who speaks falsely will stand in my presence. There's a stranger in my house. And what Jesus called them, you hypocrites uh-huh. in Matthew. Uh-huh. Guess where we're going? We're going to Matthew. Uh-huh. Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Matthew 7, 1 through 5. And it begins like this. Verse 1. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? This is what he saying in verse five. You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. <coughs> Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under your feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Let me keep going. Matthew 7, 15 through 23. It's about true and false prophets. Prophets, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes? or figs from thistles. Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by your fruit, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Mm-hmm. He said, watch out for false prophets. Mm-hmm. Watch out for him. But let me show you how, how petty God is, bro. This is funny. He said, um, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. Meaning that, uh-uh, my God, I can't got to judge you different. You know, when you were down here on earth, you were, you, you were looking down your nose at folks. Yeah, I'm finna judge you the same way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Why you coming up here with your big shoes, your saggy clothes? You know what I'm saying? He just said he gonna do you the same way. <laughs> he just said he gonna judge you the same. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the guy we gotta deal with. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm not gonna. De- I'm not gonna even judge you, Rick. I'm gonna judge you how you. I'm gonna be strict on you how you were strict on other folks. Cause I'm gonna. I'm gonna judge you with that same measure. See, people need to understand God and understand his 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 how petty he is. And when I say petty, I love it because I got that same sense of pettiness as well. You see what I'm saying? But baby, you think you think uh, us in human form is petty, baby? God do not play. That's why He say forgive people. He wants you to give them to Him. Please let me do it. You want to handle? Now, if you want to handle it, He's he gonna let, let you Lord handle fight it. Please, you fight to battle. Please, let the Lord fight for you. I get God every battle I have. God, He go another one. He gonna get on it. Tell He gonna He gonna get you in ways that baby, I can't touch you. I love handing stuff over to the Lord. That's why I say, be careful putting your mouth on me, baby, because my angels don't play by me. They don't play. They say, okay, we see you, you we see you forgave him, okay, but we we still want that smoke. We still want that smoke. Yeah, I'm got one more about these hypocrites. One more. 
And Jesus, this 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 the part this part of the uh Matthew, this is where Jesus went in. Matthew 23, when he he said, Woe, woe to them Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And he went in. But I'm gonna read this from the message Bible. The message Bible gonna it, it, it's gonna say it just like like he was in, in, in our day. It says, first one, it says, Now Jesus turned to address his disciples along with the crowd that had gathered with him. The religion scholars, this is what he said now. He said, the religion scholars and Pharisees are competent teachers in God's law. They know. They know the law. They, they studied. the religious scholars back in the old days, and they still worship this day. <laughs> yeah, they, they know the law now. The religious, said, they know it like a book. They know that word. Now, that's what I be telling you. Go ahead. I'm but then what he said, he said, you won't go wrong in following their teachings on Moses, mm-hmm. but be careful about following them. Mm-hmm. They talk a good line, but they don't live it. Mm-mm. They don't take it into their hearts and live it out in their behavior. Mm-hmm. It's all spit and polished veneer. Mm-hmm. Instead of giving you God's law as food and drink by which you can banquet on God, they package it in bundles of rules, loading you down like pack animals. They seem to take pleasure in watching you stagger under these loads. And wouldn't think of lifting the finger to help you. Mm. Their lives are perpetual fashion shows. I know some people think we just. <laughs> They're fashion shows. Them fashion and shows. They take man. pleasure in seeing you struggle. And, they they want to see you struggle. They want to see, see you fall. Ooh, they want to see you. They wait. Their lives are perpetual fashion shows. Embroidered mm-hmm. prayer shawls one day and flowery prayers the next. Mm. They love to sit at the head table at church dinners, mm-hmm. basking in the most prominent positions, mm-hmm. printing in the radiance of public flattery, receiving honorary degrees, and getting called doctor and reverend. Ooh, reverend. Wait, what verse this is? It's Matthew 23. Oh, wait. Matthew 23. They, they get them honorary degrees and stuff and want to be called doctor and reverend, all these fancy titles. That's how you say it says, Ooh, don't let people do that to you. Mm-hmm. Put you on a pedestal like that. This is what he's telling to the hypocrites now. Mm-hmm. Don't let them do that. Don't, don't let, let them put, put you on a pedestal. pedestal. You all have a, one single teacher and you are all classmates. Mm-hmm. Don't set people up as experts over your life. Letting them tell you what to do. Save that authority for God. Let him tell you what to do. No one else should carry the title of father. You have only one father and he's in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's why I I, I, I I don't understand. Like a lot of people be like, that's my spiritual father. My spirit. I, I've always had a question about that, that type of stuff. No, I know what they're saying. They're saying that's a person who I've looked to for my guidance and all of that. But right there in the Bible, say you only got one father. Mm-hmm. I mean, is is it wrong of them to say spiritual father? That's a, that's a question I got. God, don't he just said he don't want you <clears throat> call him a father. Jesus, be like Jesus. Jesus called, cried out and prayed to his father. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So we got to be we got to be careful with. But then he called his father, his father too. Because when he died, he was like, "Look, you should call her mother. They're gonna be your mama, and you should call him. They're gonna be your daddy, right? Or your father." Yeah, I'm gonna have to do a little bit more digging, but it's you know that's just a question I've always had too. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go. Let me let me go on. Let me go on because because this this Matthew 23 is it hot. It's hot. Jesus was coming in hot on this one. Mm-hmm. It says, and don't let people maneuver you into taking charge of them. There is only one life leader for you and them, Christ. Do you want to stand out? 
then step down, be a servant. If you puff yourself up, you'll get the wind knocked out of you. But if you're content to simply be yourself, your life will count for plenty. Frauds. He says, I've had it with you. You're hopeless. You're religion scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. You your lives are roadblocks to God's kingdom. You refuse to enter and you won't let anyone else enter. You're hopeless. You religion scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. You go halfway around the world to make a convert, but once you get, get him, you make him into a replica of yourselves. Double damned. You're hopeless. What arrogant stupidity. You say if someone makes a promise with his fingers crossed, that's nothing. But if he swears with his hand on the Bible, that's serious. What ignorance. Now, I I, Y'all go read Matthew 23 for yourselves. Because it's, it's, it's a while to go, but read it in a, in a, in a version that y'all can understand what he's saying. Mm. What he's saying about these people that's, that's playing with them. Mm -hmm. Frauds. Mm -hmm. Can't have no frauds in God's church. You a stranger in this house. You are a stranger in this house. Now, what's next? The religious Christian. Now, I ain't going to read all these verses to y'all. We're going to talk about them, though. Religious Christian. When you think of a re religious Christian, what's, what's your thought of a religious Christian? The traditional ones with this field. All, all they care about is that traditional mindset. Mm -hmm. Everything is a tradition. Everything is. You can't go against tradition. Oh, if you don't go, uh, uh, if you go against the traditional way of the church, you get, they could get you as a hypocrite. But man, the religious Christian, y'all, that's not it. We got to be mindful of those religious Christians too because they like, they, they, they feel like the traditions created by men are more important than adding souls to the kingdom. They feel the laws and traditions are more important than advancing the kingdom. Some of them feel that church attendance saved is what saves you. That ain't what saves you. The Holy Spirit is what saves you. It transformed the Holy Spirit's job is to transform you out of that religious traditional mindset, and it is to put make you a kingdom citizen. We we're not we're not in this for show, y'all. This ain't no this this ain't no fashion show. This ain't no survival of the fittest. Each out, one help one. When they find out that God ain't taking no church attendance when they get to heaven, it's gonna be a lot of. Um, you know, head hanging and shows bringing whatever's <laughs> flower bringing and yeah. what it was like. But um, you can't say. Well, I went to Sunday school. I did Bible study, and I went to church all day Sunday. We don't care about that. How many times did you pray that, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. How many you times you no pick up your Bible and, so and you study for yourself? You did all of it, and you still ain't got no relationship with me. I still don't love you. It's about the relationship. It's about the relationship with your father. You can't, you can't, you can't know your father by picking by going to church for three hours every Sunday. You can't build no relationship like that. When me and Erica first got together and we were building a relationship, did, did we talk on the phone all the time? Mm -hmm. We talked on the phone all the time. Did so we try to see sleep? each other? Huh? Sleep on the phone. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> did we try to see each other every chance that we got? Yeah, you try to see did every we, chance. Did we try to find out everything you about each other? That's a relationship. That's called building a relationship. Mm. So how can you build a relationship with God if you, the only time you 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 seek Him or try to learn about Him, 
is on a Sunday between the hours of 11 and 2 o'clock. If I'm causing division and talking down on my brother, is that is God pleased with it? No, God is not pleased with it. If I'm turning people against you, is God pleased with it? No, he's not against it. He, he's not pleased with it. Okay. We hit on that last week. We did. We did. Mm-hmm. Now, the religious Christian, y'all, it's something about that religious Christian that, that, that just don't sit right with me. You got to build a relationship. It's about your relationship with God. That's what that that's what gets you into heaven. Because guess what? Once you once you start getting that relationship with God, your life is going to change. Those things that's, that are inside you that, that, that are not of God, you're going to start removing them. But guess what? If we're so caught up in tradition and religion and repetition, guess what? We're just going through the motions. Right. There's so many people that sit up in the church. They're just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. They just know Sunday I have to go to church. They're playing church out of life. Not Sunday I'm going, to, I'm going to church to get something. I'm going to church to get something from the pastor that I mm-hmm. don't understand or that I need to get. God got something for me there. And once I get it, I'm going to take it back home and I'm going I'm to I'm dissect it some more. But see, some people don't understand. Some of these pastors, they give you such a surface level of teaching. Such a basic teaching. Yeah, that's why you have to take it back home. You got to dissect that thing for yourself. So much they don't come. They don't go. They don't. They don't go through the Bible. That's why you got to go through it for yourself, man. And they got this stuff, (coughs) sermons pre-prepared. So you know, I'll go out the year, and then guess what? Next year, they they are they're gonna go back uh, January. Okay, I'm gonna preach about these. They preaching about this stuff over and over and over. And like I said, I had gotten to the point where. I could tell you what, what my pastor was gonna preach about is look, it's super it's, it's tax time, so it's, it's gonna be super sacrificial Sunday. And yes, that's a lot of crap. About, that's trash. We're gonna talk about giving. This gonna Exploring be the time. God's people. Well, for well, I'm just saying, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not saying that he's exploring people. I'm just saying, I had preaching the same thing know, every Sunday. But what I'm every, saying is, I had guys so around the same time. <laughs> If you're preaching every every year around the same it. time, I didn't see it, Pastor. I don't care. Okay, I, I, what I'm saying is I have become so predictable to what the sermon's going to be because and I knew, be uh, okay, it's, it's tax time. It's going to be super sacrificial Sunday, and we're going to talk about fruit, and he's going to have a fruit table out with the different fruit, and he's going to say, you know, you're going to get 10% of your fruit, and he's going to put the bananas over here, and he's going to have a basket over here, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I already know that what's going to happen. So that's what I was saying about, you know, yes, he's a good preacher, good teacher, and everything like that. I've learned a lot. But as for me, my body, my soul, my mind was still hungry. And I, I felt like I was missing. I, I felt like I needed more. And like I said, I didn't start to get more. And a lot of this stuff God revealed to me on his own. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, once you once you um, get that relationship with God, I don't care if you went to seminary school or whatever kind of school you went to. Some of this stuff is, is not in the Bible that God revealed you about. What he doing, how he operate. You understand? What God, I'm that's that relationship. God will reveal, start to re- reveal the keys to the kingdom to you sure if your relationship is is, is close enough. Yes. God will sit there and talk to you if yes. you give him a chance to listen. Yes. I mean, if you if you sit down somewhere and just listen to him, spend some time with him. Spend some time with him. I, I spend so much time, time with God. Him. Just, you know, I, I pray and I, I made a conscious decision to stay there. Stay there and talk to him. And he reveals so much stuff to me. To sometimes I just have to get up and just start writing, writing some of this stuff down so because it's, it's just right. it's it's, it's so mind blowing that 
you know, it just got, I just got to write it down. Mm-hmm. But look, I got to go back to this this hypocrite, this hypocrite thing. Some characteristics of a hypocrite. So, so you back to spot them out. They know the word, but they don't practice it themselves. Oh. They have a way with words. They they can they them jokers, shoot. but their character is questionable. Oh. They can talk you out your draws oh. and take all your bill money by leaving your soul to suffer. Your oh. soul is lacking. But they didn't get your money, but your soul, you ain't got what you needed when you came to church. You came to church looking for you. your soul needed some saving, some some mm-hmm. your soul was thirsty, mm-hmm. but you just got your pockets raw. Mm-hmm. But but you know what? Go ahead, go ahead. You got a long list on the um that's just like that that woman with the issue of blood that popped in my mind. God said, tell them about the one with the issue of blood. When she came to him and all so those true. hundreds of people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She wanted to get healed. People trying to get in the church to get healed. But guess what? If the woman with the issue of blood would have came into church in 2022, oh, she's thinking. What she got out? What you what you found? She need to go douche. She she, she smell like baby. You oh, you can't come in here like that, baby. Pastor, mm-hmm. the doors of the church ain't open. Doors of the church. Walk the right back out. What I'm saying? They wouldn't have so been so worried about appearance. Loving. Yeah. God said, tell them about the one with the issue of blood. She pressed her way through. Her faith was so strong, she knew all I got to do is just touch a, 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 a hem of his garment. The hem, and that's when just she a touched him, When she touched just the hem of his garment, he stopped in the crowd. Hold up, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because guess what? Some of the power of God was gone. She pulled some of that power. He oh, felt it. He, he felt, felt the need when somebody touched me. Oh, I felt I, I, power. I, I, somebody leave. touched me. Somebody who I need to get to this crowd. Somebody, there's nobody touch you. Keep, I, 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 I. Somebody touched me. But guess what? It's probably uh, hundreds and thousands of people touched him while he was walking but through that crowd. How many women in the church right now are the ones with the issue of blood that need a true touch from God? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That don't look like us, that don't smell like us, that might be LGBT or might be a prostitute or a stripper that really just need to touch to him and he's going to be sitting in the church. Who's even paying attention to the woman with the issue of blood that's sitting in the church? Because they in the church. They in the church. They in there. They in there looking for something. Most people that come to church, they're looking for something. Mm. Aside for those religious Christians that just come just to say they came to church. Most people are looking for something. They're looking for healing. They're looking for transforming. They're just looking for the truth. And a lot of times we run them out of there because they don't look like us. Like you said, they don't smell like oh, us. Oh, they just want to heal and they want to touch from God. They just want to touch from God. And, and, and if you go into the church looking for something, God's going to give it to you. I mean, she she came in, she was weak. And fought her way through, she was probably out of breath, probably about to black out. But she said, I'm going to stretch it. Just if I could just hand. touch. And it was hundreds of people walking with him. He stopped in the crowd. Who hold on, baby? Somebody in here faith. Somebody in here needs some. Somebody got it. Somebody up here got, got, got it. it. Somebody here got it. Somebody in here that took some of my t- who, who no, somebody touched me. Who touched me? Mm-hmm. But what what pe- what what preacher or pastor or whatever your fancy title is in the church willing to even go out to even notice when somebody just touched them or need a need a touch or 
or uh, can feel the presence of God in them. You know what I'm saying? To be like, man, this man, like I said, Bishop Bonner, that's the only pastor I know that bit a well, bishop I know. He he was a bishop in my great grandmama's church. And he would pray for the church. And the, when, I, when I say the, the church is already big, I've never seen a whole entire church get up. And him standing in the middle, and everybody want him to pray, like touch them. And I want people to go crazy when they touch when he touched them. I didn't believe in that type of stuff. I'm like, this stuff fake. So my friend went. She said, You gonna come with me? I said, No. So the line, she got in line. The line came down. She was she was moving to where she was at my she had made it to my pew city. So she's like, girl, come on, come on. We're ready to get come on. I said, Let me go on up there. I told some text up. I ain't finna file out. This man touched me. I'm not following out. That's my thing. He's not finna. This is for sure. Okay. That was my first experience in, in actually feeling the presence of God, like him touching that feeling. It's almost like magnetic and electricity going through your body. Um, I will never feel that man dead and gone. He was an old man. But I'm so glad I went. I remember he told me to hold your hand. I went. I was next in line. I'm like, oh shoot, I'm next. This man finna be embarrassed. I'm still gonna be. St- I'm gonna be one of ones. He gonna say, all right, go on. on. <clears throat> he said, hold both hands up like this, and I had both hands up like this. He he whispered. He said, say thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Jesus. That man touched me. All I know is I was down here on the floor. By the time I woke up, I was up in the, in the stand, cross stand with the drums, laying out on the ground. I said, how I get all the way up here? Really? But the feeling, I remember the feeling that I felt. I remember it, it just felt like something kept going from my head down to my feet, back up to my head, down to my feet. Like something was running through my body, like a feeling I ain't never felt before. And I can't really describe the feeling. Jeremiah said it's like fire. Yeah, it was like. Jeremiah said it's like fire. I mean, shaking it. Jumping my bones. A lady was um, shaking and she was sliding out the mouth and she was just in like this trance. She was doing like this. And I'm like, you know, and like I said, I never forget that experience because that's my first time experiencing a touch like that. And he was very powerful. And that's what I'm saying. Who's willing to experience that? You know, that's an awesome experience. You have true, authentic bishops that knows how to lay hands. They got the power to do that. Everybody ain't gifted in that area. Everybody's not gifted in that area, but everybody now, it was is a lady. available. It was that a lady. power is available to you, to all of us. It was a lady um, that in my ancient church one time, she was laying hands on people. She was fake. She she touched me. I ain't feel nothing. I ain't, I ain't, feel, I ain't feel nothing. I didn't. She was trying to push me down. I wouldn't go down. I ain't feel nothing. Yeah, I need you, Sue. It just, if, it, if you ain't got it, you just ain't got it. But that man, that old man, that old man got it, cool. There's so much power in God, y'all. There's so much power in God, I there promise is you. Power but you got to be authentic. You got to be, you, you got to earnestly seek him to get that relationship to where he say, I will give you this power. I will give you this power. But y'all, these, the title chasers, I'm going to throw some verses at y'all for y'all to go back and look at. The religious Christian, Matthew 6, 1 through 4. We already did that one. The double tongue, Proverbs 12 and 18. Ooh, yes. James 3, verses 1 through 12. The title chasers, John 7, chapter 8, uh, John 7 and 18. Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4. Y'all go back, y'all go read those. Go read them. Why do people feel like a title? 
Like chasing a title. Make you that ain't gonna get you to heaven either. Yeah, ain't gonna call you by your title. You could care less about your darn title. Even though they gave Jesus all these type of titles, he answered to whoever you call him. You can call him rabbi, call him rabbi. teacher, master, you know, teacher, whatever you want to call him, friend, Jay. You can call him whatever you want to call him. They Yahweh, they, they want that title because they want to feel in that that, that, that position of authority, that power. They mm-hmm. want that power. Mm-hmm. But it ain't ain't no ain't but no point in having that power thing. if you're not gonna use it for right, for, the, for right. the for the glory of God. Well, you do think God finna be called up by their title? So why mm-hmm. working so hard for a title? Mm-hmm. Who cares about a darn title? Are you giving God's word? Is people being say? Are you bringing people to Christ? Period. Period. And that's it. It's that simple. Getting saved is that simple. And if anybody out here want to get saved today, all you got to do is accept God into your life and say, you know, if you believe that God died on the cross and rose again for your sins, just say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I know I did it wrong. You know, I, I, you know, you could just forgive me for my sins and I'm going to turn away from my wicked ways and, and I'm going to follow you because I believe what you did on the cross. And it's that simple, a simple sinner's prayer. That's it. That's simple. If you just want to talk, about anything, find me on Facebook, Mo Mac on Facebook, Erica B. McCaskill on Facebook. Reach out to me. I talk to you. I talk to anybody. Yeah, reach out to me. We can talk. We can figure this thing out. If you got questions, I answer it in the best way I know how. I, I would point you to somebody that's more knowledgeable than me, more wise than me. But I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be transparent with y'all. I ain't got it all together right now. But guess what? I'm striving every day. Every day I'm striving to be perfect. I'm striving to be just like my brother, Jesus Christ. Every single day. Do I do I, I fall constantly? But guess what? I'm going to get back up. I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on moving forward because I know that in the end, I got an assignment to do. And when I, when I get to those gates, I don't want God to say, I knew you not. Depart from me. Depart from me. I, knew I you never not. knew you. I never knew you. You are you were a stranger in my house. That's part of that's 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 what the topic is. There's a stranger in my house. Do you want to be a stranger when you get to the gates of, at God's house and he say, Depart from me? I never knew you. That means you're a stranger. You're a stranger. The hypocrite is gonna be a stranger yes. in God's house. Mm-hmm. The religious Christian is gonna be a stranger mm-hmm. in God's house. Mm-hmm. The double tongue is going to be a stranger mm. in God's house. You don't mm. want to be a stranger in God's house. Mm. But guess guess who? You'll you be welcome in the devil's house. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be welcome there. Mm-hmm. You do not want to be welcome right. there. And y'all, I want y'all to think that we're being so critical of the church. But I see where, we, where we're lacking. And it's time we start holding ourselves accountable for our actions. Because our actions have consequences that go far beyond our our lives on this earth. Mm -hmm. It goes far beyond the consequences for our actions inside the church running people off is eternal for them. If you run somebody out from the church and they never come back, guess where they're going? The unbeliever is going to hell. And guess where you going with them? Because you ran them off. Mm -hmm. So we got to get it right. We got to get it right, y'all. What you think, baby? You think we need a part two? I think we need a part two because we, we ain't need through. Part two. Good. We gonna have a part two, y'all. 
part two. We're going to come back okay. and we're going to talk about this again. Yes. One Christ, one church, one church. kingdom business.